There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, this is our Daily Doctrine Devotional Wednesday edition, and we want to thank each of you for tuning in, downloading. Uh, accessing through the web, looking at the website, whatever you're doing to listen to this daily doctrine devotional. We're thankful for you. We're thankful that God has put us together for this time to learn about the Word of God. We are looking at Messianic Psalms, and we're in Psalm 17, and we've slowly made our way through Psalm 17. As I had stated earlier, I thought would be much quicker in this psalm. But then the more that we looked at this psalm and the words of this psalm, we realize the Lord has quite a bit in here for us to learn. And so again, we examine the words that God says, and then we take the words and we begin to establish the doctrine. We establish the precepts and we begin to see what thus saith the Lord. And so it takes the words uh, for us to understand what the Lord is saying. And we see that in Psalm 17, a prayer of David, Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry, give ear unto my prayer that goeth not out of feigned lips. Now, we talked about that earlier. Uh, This is something that's real. This is not pretend. This is uh, from the heart, and it's a real prayer. It's not a phony. It's not a hypocrite. It's the real prayer. It's the honest thing. And so many people today, uh, their prayer life is tepid and lukewarm, if it even exists, because of the fact that they just don't believe that God can take care of these things. Yet they pray out of obligation or pray out of duty, yet they pray with unbelief. The psalmist here, of course, is praying, believing. And let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Hold up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. So there's two things we see in verse 4 and verse 5, and that's where we're going to begin today. And he says that keep me from the paths of the destroyer. And then he says, hold up my goings in thy paths. And so there's two paths, obviously, at least two paths that we see here. There's the paths of the destroyer, and there's the Lord's paths. And so he wants to keep us in his paths. And the psalmist, as he is pleading here, and of course, we believe that he's prophesying of Jesus Christ, that which is to come, that man which is to come, God in flesh, and he's prophesying concerning him. And he says, on this wise, he says, keep me from the paths of the destroyer. Now, what has kept him from the paths of the destroyer? He said, the word of thy lips. And so concerning the work of men, And then he said, the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Now, to really understand this, I want to look at the destroyer with the Lord's help. I believe that's the first place that we'll look. And we see the destroyer in Exodus chapter 12. And I'll begin reading in verse 21. And Moses called for all the elders of Israel 
and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. You should take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you should go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your house to smite you. And so we see that the word of the Lord tells us when the Lord sees the blood, he will not suffer. And again, that word suffer is simply allow to permit. And the destroyer will not come into their houses to smite them. And so we see the word of God gives us a little bit of a look at the destroyer. Why? Because God is going to smite the Egyptians. God is going to kill the firstborn in Egypt. But then he says the destroyer would not be allowed to come in under their houses to smite them. Their firstborn will not die. Why? Because God is not going to come through the blood to destroy. So again, the first look, we see the destroyer. It's a destroyer of the body. It's a destroyer of that person. Job chapter 15, and the word of God tells us this. In verse 20, the wicked man travaileth with pain all his days, and the number of years is hidden to the oppressor. A dreadful sound is in his ears. In prosperity, the destroyer shall come upon him. And so he believeth not that he shall return out of darkness, and as he is waited for of the sword. And so again, the Lord says of this wicked man, in his prosperity, the destroyer shall come upon him. Now, let's go to the New Testament, and I'd like to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 10. The Lord gives us again another look at the destroyer concerning the children of Israel. And he says, I'll start in verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 10. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. And so we see here, first of all, because of fornication, he said three and twenty thousand fell in one day. They died. They absolutely perished off the face of the earth. Then he says they tempted Christ and those that tempted. And he did say some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. But then he says those that murmured, some of them were destroyed of the destroyer. So death has visited them. They've been utterly destroyed from off the face of the earth. They died the death of all men. But the connotation we see in each and every place here is that that destruction comes through God. We see it's, it's the hand of God. It's a work of God. We see in 1 Corinthians 5 and 5, somewhat related, to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh. He says, and again, we've committed them to God. And the Lord is going to permit, he's going to allow, he's going to suffer Satan to destroy the flesh. And he said that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Now the destroyer comes and kills. He takes their life away from them. They've been destroyed, utterly destroyed. They've died. And we understand according to the scriptures in Psalm 17, he said concerning the works of men, 
by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. There are paths the destroyer walks on. I don't have to worry today about dying in some of the iniquity that I was in before I got saved. I don't have to worry today about certain things destroying me. There are paths that the destroyer walks on. He walks in the paths of addiction. He walks in the paths of drunkenness. Some would call it alcoholism. He walks in the paths of drugs. That's part of the addiction, whether legal or illegal. Yet folks overdose an alarming number today. Why? Because they're on the path of the destroyer in addiction. There are those that die in the paths of adultery. They get caught in adultery. There are those that die in the paths of pornography. Why? Because the depression becomes so great and the depression becomes so strong upon them, they take their own life and they're destroyed of the destroyer. And so again, those that murmur in Israel were destroyed of the destroyer. They were not content with God. They were displeased with their lot in life. So what did they do? They were destroyed. And so we see there are paths that the destroyer is on. You say, how does somebody die in adultery? I just heard again of another triple shooting. It was a double homicide and a suicide. Why? Because the wife was having an alleged affair with the man. And the husband caught him and shot them both and then killed himself. Can I say it on this one? I don't have to worry about that. That's not boasting. That's not braggadocious. Why, I'm not walking in the path of the destroyer. I'm not walking in the path of addiction. I'm not walking in the path of drunkenness. I'm not walking in the path of adultery and of fornication because God did destroy them for fornication in the wilderness. These are the paths of the destroyer. And what's going to keep us from those paths? The word of thy lips. Who is that? That's the Lord. That's the Lord himself. That's the word of God. Amen. His paths, his ways, his word will keep us from the path of the destroyer. Verse 5, hold up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. What are his paths? Well, Psalm 16, verse 11 says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. This is Jesus Christ testifying again as he is testifying of the resurrection. This is after his death. He's speaking, and he's speaking through the prophet here by the foreknowledge of God. And he says in verse 11, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And again, at thy right hand, and we'll talk about that most likely tomorrow, at thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Well-known passage concerning the path is Psalm 23 and verse 3. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. So there are paths of the destroyer. There are paths of righteousness. The word of God tells us for his name's sake. So hold up my going in thy paths. What are those paths? They are the paths of righteousness. They are the path of life. The word of God tells us in Psalm 25 and verse 4, Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. In verse 10, he says this, All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. And so the paths of the Lord lead us to mercy and truth. And the paths of the Lord, which are righteousness, he told us, 
They are thus such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. These paths are reserved for the righteous in Christ. But might I say the destroyer is not on these paths. The destroyer is not on the paths of the righteous. God's paths, God's ways, God's direction. Psalm 27 and verse 11. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. How simple is that? A plain path. No rocks, no brambles, no cliffs, no precipice, no mire, no slippery places. Why? It's a plain path. It's a simple path. It's an easy life in Christ, and God has made it as such that you and I would see a plain path in Christ. What happens? Our mind, our thinking, our ways cloud up what God says are his path. You, can I say this? The paths of God lead by the house of God. They lead by the church. The paths of God lead in the scriptures. The paths of God lead in prayer. The paths of God lead in kindness. The paths of God lead in, can I use the non-biblical word, but generosity. Part of that is charity. A part of charity, rather, is generosity. We are showing kindness out of the goodness that God has given to us. And my friend, those paths are God's paths. Those paths are a plain path. He said in Psalm 65 and verse 11, his paths drop fatness. Why, the righteous shall wax fat. Thy paths drop fatness. They drop upon the pastures of the wilderness. Why? Because it's a plain path. Even in the wilderness, it's a plain path. And the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered over with corn. They shout for joy. They also sing. This is God's path. This is his way. It drops with the fatness of God, the mercy, the understanding that God has given us of truth and of mercy. Bless his holy name. Psalm 119 and verse 35 speaks on this wise. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. God's path leads through God's commandments. Why do people die suddenly? Why do they die in the iniquity of youth? Why do they die in the iniquity of this life? The way of the transgressor is being judged. Why are the wicked in turmoil and in torment today? Because their paths are the paths of the destroyer. But God's paths are truth. And God's paths are righteousness. And God's paths are plain. On God's paths, there's corn. That corn is always a picture of that which sustains. It is the bread of life. They were going down to Egypt land. Why? There was corn in Egypt land. What did he send back to Jacob, his father? He sent corn back to Jacob, his father. Why? The corn is a sustainer. The corn is the fatness of the lamb. There's flocks on every hand in God's paths, the paths of his commandments. Psalm 119 verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Why? God's way lights us. God's paths are lit by the eternal light, which is Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the light of the world. There's no darkness. That's why it's plain. It's, it's clear. It's open. It's very understandable. It's simple. It's a plain path. Verse 139 and verse 3. 
He said, thou compasses my past and my lying down and art acquainted with all of my ways. What is the psalmist saying here? He says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. The Lord knows the path of the righteous. God is in the path of the righteous. He rewards those in his paths. He cares for those in his paths. But my friends, so many go into the path of the destroyer and are destroyed by the destroyer. One more passage for today, Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 14. He said, cast in thy lot among us, let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them, refrain thy foot from their path, for their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Would you walk in the ways of the Lord? Would you walk in the Lord's paths? Would you walk in his commandments this day? This has been an exhortation on the paths of the Lord. Tune in tomorrow. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow with another podcast. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption falleth not. There only was now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.